You're listening to World of Empowerment Radio, your station for practical spirituality in a changing world. And here are your hosts, Angel Rose and Ahanu. Well, you're all very, very welcome. This is Ahanu here with Angel Rose with an Earth Change update. We have been growing concerned about the various floods that have been happening in Texas and predictions of earthquakes in California, magma moving under Yellowstone, severe heat in India and Egypt and Libya and various other climate changes, extreme changes that have been happening around the world. And what we'd like to do for your benefit is to go into the Akashic Records and ask a few questions about these earth changes and see really what's actually going on in the bigger picture. So stand by and let's get some answers. So our first question today is approaching this whole area of climate change from the big picture first and then we can narrow down to specific events. So on the big picture and looking at the earth as a whole, we want to know why are these changes happening? Like, is it, is it a cyclical thing that happens every 25,000 years or every 10,000 years? Or is there something specific that's causing it in general? The first thing that I am seeing is that the planet itself looks like it's heating up. It looks like it's heating up from everywhere, from under the oceans to the outside, its outside aura from space. So what I'm getting a picture of is the Earth herself heating up. And the heat looks like it's coming from all directions. It's coming from increases under in heat from the core of the Earth, under the oceans. It looks like it's coming from outer influences, from space, from the sun, different cosmic factors. So you are looking at a planet that is getting hotter, is what I'm seeing. So the image I'm getting really is it being hit from everywhere, cosmic waves, things under the ground, under the ocean, seem to be playing havoc with it. It feels like from everywhere, like if I look at the whole sphere of the Earth, it feels like it's moving into even cosmic rays that look like they're more intense. And it does look like because the magnetic field looks a little weaker than normal, that the protection that we have around the planet seems to be a bit thinner than normal. A lot of the internal shifts that are going on, such as the earthquakes and volcanoes, volcanoes are an expression of this heat buildup. First of all, the earthquakes are the plates of the earth trying to adjust to different pressures from within its body, looking for ways to release pressure. Our weak spots will be the first. But it feels inside the earth that it's everywhere. It's looking for release of pressure everywhere from inside the earth. Now, many of you may be aware that uh, 
Engel Rose teaches people how to read the Akashic Records and she taught me quite some time ago. And from my own learning in this area and being in the records with her now, I have my own understanding coming to me of what's going on in the bigger picture. And what I'm seeing is the orbit of the Earth is at a place that is making it vulnerable somewhat. And I don't just mean the Earth itself, actually, now that I look at it. It seems that it's the, the whole galaxy is obviously part of something bigger. And it seems that that itself is in a vulnerable part of its own rotation. Uh, like as if it's turning a corner. Now, I know it doesn't take corners, but in, in for want of a better way to describe it. So it, it's kind of changing as it's turning. That's the first thing. Second thing is that I'm seeing also that there's a veil that's thinning. And the veil, it's like as if it's coming into the earth at an angle from the top right-hand side looking at the earth from outside. And it's behind the veil is a long stretch of dark energy. Now over on the left-hand side of the earth, looking at it from space as it were, is quite bright and the right-hand side looks to be quite dark. So I suppose one could interpret this as the battle between light and dark and it appeared that they were both quite equal. And in fact, there is more light than dark, but the dark seems to be penetrating this veil. That's the image that I'm trying to get across. The other thing I notice also is that there are various other celestial kind of energies or beings that are interested in what's going on. So they're also putting their attention on the earth for good or ill. And I'm seeing quite a, a lot of that going on from a kind of a universal perspective. So that's my viewpoint on it. Now, let's drill down Angel Rose a little bit and let's be a little bit more specific then and let's look at, let's say, Cal start off with California. Why would there be a flurry of activity around California? Now, we know, of course, that the tectonic plates are there with the Pacific Ring of Fire, but in terms of the predictions that are going on, and people saying, for example, on the 28th of May that California is going to fall into the sea and this kind of stuff that goes viral on the Internet. Is there some kind of a karmic issue going on that some people might suffer because of that? Or if you take tsunamis in Indonesia, why would that happen in that particular area to those particular people? Well, that's a bunch of questions in there, Hannah. Which one do you want to start with? Well, let's start with California. All right, well, let's first take a look at the earthquake potential in California. So, hang on. Well, it does look like there could be a disturbance in California. All right. I'm feeling shaky. I'm not getting any 9.0, though, like the predictions. It almost looks like it's an after effect from somewhere else. In other words, it doesn't look like it originates in California. It looks like it's a vibrational shake coming down the pike almost that I'm seeing. So we could see some 
movement going on in California for sure. How bad could it be, you know? It could be quite disturbing, actually, from what I'm seeing. I don't see it as severe as in other places, but it looks like there are areas of California that could experience more severity than others. But there's definitely uh, stretching going on under the earth, movement, cracking, shifting. Where, you know, if you'd asked me this a couple of years ago, I didn't see California being affected, but it looks like now the way things are underneath the earth and the effect of what's going on with it cosmically, they give me the word stretched, you know, that we could see some activity go on there. Yes, I am seeing lots of flashes, like lightning flashes, but I think they may be uh, either electromagnetic, uh, perhaps storms, storm clouds kind of flashes, or it could be explosions from when there is an earthquake and gas lines erupt and burn and that kind of electricity poles fall and there's these flashes. I see lots of those. I'm also seeing other things flying around. Now, they could be helicopters, rescue, or they could be other kind of crafts that are observing or filming. There's quite a number of them. So, yeah, it looks like things are heating up there. Now, in terms of a karmic kind of a background to this, Engel Rose, if I was to ask the question about what is it about the people of California or the people who choose to live there, but I'm focusing specifically on California, and we'll ask about Texas in a moment. In California, is there a karmic thing going on that somebody might put themselves at risk in some way or expose themselves in some way is it a global karma or is it a personal karma that could be happening here? Well, the answer that I'm getting is that it's not answering it in that way. It's talking about consciousness. And it's basically saying that if the consciousness was higher, if people were more tuned to their higher selves, to their spiritual selves, if they were more more of a collective cooperative if they were lighter in their presence, more spiritually directed, that that light could possibly help the earth balance herself during this period of movement that she's in. I think because everyone's scattered in their own direction and concerned, you know, only about themselves, there's not a consciousness in terms of, you know, harmony or caring for the earth or, or being aware of the earth even at those levels. People just go along their day-to-day -day lives and they go to their jobs and they have their relationships and they worry if they're going to have enough money and what they're going to have for dinner. And so there isn't a, a consciousness of light that is strong enough to help offset some of the uh, the imbalance that the earth is trying to process. So I don't get it that it's necessarily karmic that they're, you know, the people themselves are in some sort of punishing relationship with the events. I'm not getting that necessarily, but I am getting that it is a consciousness issue. In other words, 
Somebody could argue that while there were a lot of ancient civilizations as well that, you know, were higher in consciousness than we are and did not survive through planetary cycles. And uh, that could be very true. But what I'm seeing, though, in relation to the question you're asking about this time period in California and what's going on now, is that if the consciousness was higher, if it was more light-based, if we realized that we're all balancers in and of ourselves, if we, if we carried more light quotient inside ourselves, we might be able to help the Earth heal and, and not have to go through such drastic shifts because what I'm seeing is the Earth is almost like she's in effect of what's going on inside her body and what's going on in the cosmos. And she's just trying to do the best she can to distribute the energy and relieve pressure to cope, basically. Of course, us, you know, causing our own type of destruction through various things that happen on this earth are not helping that process. So that's the answer I'm getting in relation to your question. Yeah, I'm quite uh, clearly also seeing that a lot of human activity is certainly not helping. Like the stripping of rainforests is, is really, really detrimental to this planet. Fracking also is a crazy activity and really, really should be stopped. In fact, even the removal of oil also, because oil is a product of the formation of the earth over millions of years and forms the various lubricants that it needs underneath the earth. And for us to continue to extract that and thereby removing the very lubricant of the earth and its mantle itself is also quite crazy, especially when there are alternatives like solar power and various other methods of energy generation and free energy options. Well, I think what I'm feeling too is we are moving into, as a whole, as a collective, it's really, this time is about us becoming more uh, light-based, and that means being able to hold more light inside our bodies. So I think the whole thing needs to shift in that way, because it does look like we are, you know, being asked anyway to transition our consciousness into something that is higher quality uh, as a collective. So even as you mentioned those few things, it isn't just that, it is it's the way people think, it's the way they, what they focus on, how they use their energy. The whole package kind of needs to be different. Now there's lots of great things going on on this planet, especially with agriculture and food and what people are doing and a lot of things are changing in, in the way people are helping one another and coming together. But I, I do happen to think that there are certain cycles that the Earth does go through which cause changes in her, her particular body. When I think about this time, though, it seems to be happening um, out of balance, though. It, it's, it seems that it's, there's a lot of interfering artificial uh, contributors, like you mentioned, to the disturbance of the earth right now. And when you think of how a body needs time to integrate and process changes, uh, it's almost like the earth is, you know, not given the help it needs to do that. 
So let's ask about Texas. Why? What's going on in Texas with those severe floods that they're having? And I find this rather amusing. I spent nine months in Texas one time in my life, and I remember how really, really hot it was and how I was amazed at how the people were able to even cope with the temperatures and the conditions. But, you know, humanity is amazingly adaptive and we're living quite happily there. But the amount of rain that has fallen in the last short while, really, relatively speaking, is out of all proportion to the annual expected rainfall. So what could be going on with Texas in particular? You know, I almost feel like it's a weather experiment gone wrong. feels like part of this is artificially contrived, and I think it hasn't worked. Whatever it is they were trying to do, it was too much. I think they might have been experimenting with how to bring water to dry places, but I just feel like it's out of balance. And part of the reason is there's not enough consideration to natural forces. In other words, when you go to engineer weather, for example, uh, the, the little question mark factor seems to be that there's natural forces that respond to whatever it is you're trying to do. But I have a feeling this is not a natural storm. And would the same be true then of various other areas around the world that are also experiencing severe weather patterns, whether it's drought or floods or earthquakes or volcanoes or... No, I don't feel like you can say that it's all artificially contrived. The heat in India and Egypt, for example, feels like that's a direct result of imbalances that are on the planet itself and a result of their location, like you say, in relation to the heavens, okay, and the way the earth is moving at this moment. So those things feel like they're a result of cosmic changes, stellar changes, so you can't really generalize that way. It's just that Texas seems to be some sort of a, an experiment, to be honest. That's the way that one feels to me. Now, what about water? Is something happening to the water on the planet? Because there has been talk of it being of a different kind of a quality in the past. And there's so much pollution on the planet right now. Can water ever be resurrected to where it's pure and clean and of benefit to plants and agriculture and humanity in general? Well, yeah, there's always hope for water, is what I'm hearing water say. It's got an amazing ability, actually, to mold itself and change itself. So, yes, it's possible it can be cleaned. Uh, there's already things. In fact, there's just something on Facebook where somebody developed this little, like a little blue knob, but it was a little blue device that pulls water out of the atmosphere and can make, I don't know, four or five gallons a day out of it, out of the air. So we have stuff like that going on. And you and I, because we're experimenting with waters right now, we do know how the imprinting of water affects water. But you can change that imprinting and you can thought direct that imprint as well. So Plus, there, there are people already that have created amazing ways to clean water. I mean, Miran Kesh was one. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of other scientists who have ways to clean the water. So water is definitely available to be resurrected. There's talk, too, about the difficulties. Many, many people are aware of 
the power of the mind and how predictions are not necessarily a good thing to do from the point of view that what people focus on can very easily manifest. And this is a lot of times the real purpose behind a lot of blockbuster movies that are focused on death and destruction and war and fear-mongering of all kinds to manifest a particular outcome. So in the case of, for example, predictions around California sliding into the sea, for example, a lot of people will focus on that and thereby contribute to its manifestation. So we're very conscious of that. And the message we want to bring out in this is not so much that one should be focused on the fear side of it, but just to be aware that there is this agenda and also to be aware that there is a darkness that we need to be cognizant of. And with that in mind then, that the human mind and the human being is enormously resourceful. And many, many people have come up with amazing ways to survive on this planet in all parts of the world, in all kinds of ways. And they're the kind of things that give us hope and keep us focused and remind us that we are spiritual beings. It's those things that we want to bring forth now to your mind and to be aware of, that there are ways to clean the water. There are ways to dispose of garbage. There are ways to be very efficient with the Earth's natural resources. There are ways to be in touch with your own divinity. There are ways to remove yourself from danger. There are ways to survive in difficult circumstances. There are ways to stay true to your core organic self. And it's these things that we want to focus on from here on in. And this is what our own mission on the world of empowerment is all about. Well, it certainly doesn't help that the movie San Andreas is coming out tomorrow as well, along with the predictions. But in all seriousness, what's the agenda behind that, actually? Uh -huh. Because it is true, people do manifest through images. And when you go see a movie like that, and then along with that, you've got these predictions of an earthquake in California, it's almost as if something's trying to set the people up to visualize that to make it happen. And that is what happens when you watch movies that way that play out particular disasters and the visuals coming into your consciousness and you're reacting to it emotionally. And that's what manifests things. So I do wonder, what's the agenda behind putting that movie out right now, Ahanu, when there's so much earthquake activity being focused on and predicted in California? So I suppose if it were me, I would deliberately not go see that movie, just so that I do not put those images in my visual frame, if you know what I'm saying. I do, and I have to agree. And for those of you who don't know, but I'm an artist and I'm aware of the power of images in the mind, because I do believe that we, in, in effect, for want of a better way of describing it, we do ingest images. We do induct them into our third eye, in through our own physical eyes, and into the pineal, and into the brain, and into the cortex, and down and manifest them as a reality for ourselves. There's absolutely no question about that. I've proven it myself countless times in the artwork that I do 
And one example for those of you that may not know is where I painted a picture for a woman one time where once she saw it, she realized that there was more truth in that picture and than what she was experiencing. And she basically um, adapted the new paradigm and everything in her life changed for the better. So images are very, very powerful. And this is one of the reasons we're all so cautious about you know, young children playing these games on iPads and computers and iPhones and all sorts of things. These things are absolutely wonderful technology. You know, let's be clear about this. They can save lives, but at the same time, they can be used destructively. It's just like money. Money is an absolutely fantastic thing, but it can also be used to kill and murder and compensate people for evil deeds. So you do need to remain balanced and clear in your own heads about what's going on in the bigger picture. And there is an agenda there, and not to be conspiratorial about it, but just to be simply sensible about it. It is an awareness that everybody must have, and not to kowtow to it, and not to... Uh, say yes to it and not to allow it into our awareness and a lot of times this ability to say no escapes people and we do have that ability to say no to our government to say no to powers that are trying to maneuver us in a particular direction we can say no and uh, we can say yes to what is for the highest and best and most heroic outcome for everybody and this is what we work towards and what we look to I want to bring up the subject of paradisers just for a moment, Hanu. Okay, because when we first asked today about were there going to be earthquakes in California, and we were getting the answer about how the consciousness or the people don't carry enough light. And I think this is very, very important because the light that it's talking about is light that you would embody. In other words, it would be in your body. You know, your body becomes a carrier of more light. We know of a particular person, our good friend Penny Kelly, who's had marvelous out-of-body experiences and, you know, somebody whose kundalini is fully awakened and has achieved all sorts of extraordinary abilities because of it. But she's actually been to another earth that is exactly like this earth, except the people, there's no war, there's no conflicts, people are creative, they are cooperative, they work for the good of the whole, they're joyful, they're happy, it's beautiful, it's full of uh, flowers and wonderful trees and plants. There's a connection to nature, and this earth is happening right now, and I've actually seen that earth myself many years ago. But when we do our meditation to Paradise Earth, this is where we take people. And this is a reality right now. And I think, you know, given what we were seeing about the Earth right now, it might not be a bad idea if we could switch our focus to this other Earth that is in existence now, just functioning at a different frequency band than our, our current Earth. And if we could somehow blend into that reality and bring that here or overlap the two, that would be absolutely wonderful. So here's how we do it. Stay with us now and find yourself in a comfortable position so that we can bring you on a little journey to Paradise Earth. And let's begin by bringing to mind our intention. 
and let's be clear and pure in that intention. It is to travel to Paradise Earth, which already exists right now at a different frequency band to what we're familiar with here on Earth. We will journey there and bring back the frequency of perfection, the frequency of perfect love and joy and happiness, and integrate it into our own lives, into the lives of our families and friends, and outwards into our communities, our cities, our countries, our planet, and on outward into the universe. So close your eyes now and make yourself comfortable. And become aware of yourself sitting where you are. Feel the contact of your feet on the ground. And take a deep breath in and let go. And take another deep breath in and on the out breath really feel yourself letting go. Let it out with a loud noise. And one more deep breath in. And let it all go. Find yourself relaxing. Relax your head. Relax your forehead and your face and your jaw and your tongue. Relax your neck and your shoulders. Feel yourself relaxing downward into your arms and your hands and your fingers. Relax your stomach, your hips, your legs and your feet. Now see in your mind's eye the number three appear three times. And then see the number two appear three times. And now see the number one appear three times. Relax. Know that you are perfectly safe and that you're always in full control of this journey. Know that you can open your eyes anytime and you can be back in your room anytime you like. Now look over to your right side in your mind's eye and see a staircase with 12 steps leading down to a hallway that leads to a quantum doorway to Paradise Earth. And just become aware of your surroundings. Is the staircase crystal or wood or stone? Is it cool or is it warm, rough or smooth? Begin going down your steps now. Down steps one, two and three. 
each step going down, becoming more relaxed, safer, more comfortable. Down steps four, five, and six. Going deeper now, more relaxed as we go down step seven, eight, and nine. More relaxed now as you go down steps ten, eleven, and twelve, and you find yourself in your hallway, and you can see a door ahead of you that leads to Paradise Earth. So as you stand in front of your quantum doorway to Paradise Earth, bring to mind what our intention is today. We will go through this door to Paradise Earth, and we will bring back the frequency of perfection the frequency of perfect love and joy and happiness, and we will integrate it into our own lives. Standing in front of your quantum door now, when I count to three, the door will open, and you will jump through the door into Paradise Earth. One, two, three. Door open. Jump through the doorway into Paradise Earth now, and you will have plenty of time to explore, and I will come to bring you safely back in a few minutes.
relax. It's time to come back now. So find your door that leads back into your hallway. And remember that you are bringing back with you the frequencies of Paradise Earth. So on the count of three, your quantum door will open and you will jump back into your hallway. One, two, three. Jump back into your hallway now. Door closing behind you. Going down your hallway now, walk towards your staircase and begin ascending the staircase now up steps 12, 11 and 10. Bringing with you your experience now in full memory as you go up steps 9, 8 and 7. Slowly bring your awareness back into your body as you go up steps 6, 5 and 4. And begin stretching out your arms and your legs and begin to become aware of where you are right here, right now. Up steps 3, 2 and 1 and find yourself in your peaceful place and when I count to three I will snap my fingers and you'll be wide awake back in your room feeling better than ever before one two three wide awake okay we hope you enjoyed that session with us today you've been listening to Angel Rose and myself Ahanu and if anybody would like a copy of the Paradise Earth Meditation that we've just played right then, please contact us at worldofempowerment.com. Just log on there and register and we will send you happily an audio of that Meditation to Paradise Earth with our compliments. All right, until later. Thank you. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Angel Rose and Ahanu on World of Empowerment Radio your station for practical spirituality in a changing world.